A good Erev Shabbos, dear friends, being that we are on the approach to Chag Shavuz, the unbelievable day where all of Klausel stood at Harsinai, heard the Sarasa Jibris, uh, so maybe we'll start a little bit preparing for that going through the Aseris Adibris, analyzing them, trying to understand them, and preparing ourselves for this unbelievable day. So, the first of the Aseris Adibris is, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Hotzei Sicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim Mi'beis Avadim. It is I, Hashem, your God, who took you out from from the land of Egypt, the base of Adam, from the house of slavery. Many questions. We'll just go step by step from the beginning of the pasuk uh, to the end of the pasuk. Bezos Hashem, trying to understand the pasuk. First of all, Anochi. Anochi is an unusual term. In fact, in um, in this week's parsha, Bahar, uh, it, sa- it says, "Ani Hashem Elokecha, Asher Tzeisicha, Meretz Mitzrayim." So, what's the difference? What's the what's this language of Anochi, as opposed to just the standard language of Ani? So, the Farshim, the the Maral, the Malbim. Malbim is uh, back in in Bereshis, Chavzayin, Tezayin. Um, they explain that the fundamental difference is that Anochi is a statement so of it is I. Meaning this is a definition of me. It is me speaking. This is an expression of me. Uh, if you say um, I like candy. Okay, that's uh, you know, that's that's just a, a very external thing. That would be ani. But when when expressing something deep, something fundamental, something definitional, then one uses anohi. This is this is an expression of myself. That's how the Maral explains it. The Malbim is, has a similar. Explanation: He he emphasizes more. It is I means as opposed to anyone else. If you say I did something, it, it opposed to as I didn't. But it is I um, means and no one else. This is this is me, right? So so again a self definition. That's anochi. Um, now the name Havaya, obviously. Um, a very overarching topic uh, has to do with many places in the Chumash. Uh, the name, the name Hashem, the name Havaya, um, is different from all the other holy names. The, the Shava Shemus Shem Nemchakus. The the other names are all speak to some sort of a gilui or particular behavior of of a manifestation. 
that is from Hashem. The the name Havaya is speaks to as the name alludes, Havaya means existence. Uh, what's called Nimtzakayim, absolute existence. Amitas Mitsiuso is Borach. The he is uh, in an absolute sense existence. Uh, you know, the, the more fundamental, more absolute existence than any existence we could possibly imagine. Um, uh, Remez that Mephoshim uh, bring the speaks to it is Hayahovaviyya, uh, which the Leshem explains to mean that he's the one that caused everything that came about, he's the one that causes everything that is, and he's the one that will cause everything that will be. Uh, and that's an important distinction as opposed to saying that he was, he is, and he will be, because that seems to put HaKadosh Baruch Hu within time, and Havaya does not mean that. Havaya means absolute existence, which means above time, like the Der Hashem says, Rishon Kadmon Vnitzchi, right, that he is first, primordial, and eternal, which means he's totally above time, transcends time, is not relevant, time is not relevant to him. You know, now we have a nice, uh, we have a nice way to think about it, um, you know, thanks to Einstein's understanding that uh, time is almost like another dimension in space. You know, the, the time-space, uh, the, the space-time continuum, right? So, if we think of time as just another fourth direction, so just like Hashem is not in any particular place, He's also not in any particular time. He's above time. Uh, but rather it means that anything that that will exist in any of these times, it all comes from Him. That's the, that's the remez in Hayahova V'yiyah. So that's Anohi, it is I, who is really the source of all existence, the Definition of all existence. Elokechem. This name, of course, uh, speaks to Baal Kochus Kulam, the one who is in charge of everything, uh, has dominion over what happens here, rules from the language of Elokim, which is uh, Elohim, which is uh, rulers, judges. Um, so, Elokeichem, Asher Hoitseisicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim. So, next point that we want to discuss is why is this written in a statement of fact? There's no command over here. All the other uh, commandments from the Aserset Dibris are filled with commands, uh, you shall not have gods, uh, other gods, you shall not take my name in vain. Here, it's uh, uh, just a statement of fact. Anochi Hashem So, the Mephorshim explain that, you know, the, the, the analogy is, until someone, uh, until he is your king, it's not relevant for him to give commands. 
So it would be um, kind of uh, ironic to give the command, you know, um, you shall accept me as your God. Because that, um, by definition, if, if I'm being commanded to accept you as my God, means you're not currently yet my God. So that's the case. I'm not obligated to accept this command either. So this speaks to a deep concept of beginning. You know, we see that Pesach, which is the beginning of Israel, was a unilateral um, act. I mean, Hashem went and he took the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim. Uh, and, and the reason is exactly this point that we're saying, that the beginning, just like a child being brought into the world, is brought into the world without his consent. Um, and that's because he's not yet around to consent to being brought into the world. So too, to a certain extent, every beginning has to be um, before the thing itself can be a recipient for its own existence. Uh, and, and so to over here, Hashem, with this utterance, created in us the ability to relate to Him, the ability to accept everything else. And that's that's why Yitzhak Mitzrayim was something that we experienced in, uh, in kind of a passive fashion, uh, and then from there, just like we've been speaking about during the Sphiris Omer, that although by the Leila Seder we were passively taken out of Mitzrayim, we, we, we are very grateful, we appreciate, but there wasn't that much that depended on us in it. There were some things always, obviously, uh, once Hashem begins, then He does expect from us a little tiny bit of uh, the carbon Pesach, the Brismila. Um, but now, it, during the Sphira, we're working towards becoming maturing, becoming adults, accepting the Torah. That's where we're working towards. So that's going to be the other commandments as well, are all going to be um, predicated on this statement of fact of Anochi Hashem Elokeichem. Um Okay, now why is the central theme over here Yitzias Mitzrayim and not seemingly the creation of the world? If, if you have two options, you can talk about a very big thing or you can talk about a small thing. You should talk about the, the thing that encompasses everything. Being creator of the world puts Hashem in charge and control really over everything. So that uh, that, that would be a bigger description than simply someone who took Klausel out of Mitzrayim. So, number one uh, simple answer is that that's true, but that would be something applicable and relevant to every nation in the world. Uh, here, specifically... Hashem is trying to show that He's our King. Meaning the justification is Anochi Hashem Lokechem. So therefore, that unique relationship that was formed specifically by Yitzhak Mitzrayim. But the truth is, there is a there's there's a deeper point over here, which is during the ten Makos in Mitzrayim, 
these were not simply ten demonstrations of power. We've touched on this point before. Um, if the point was for Hashem to just crush the Egyptians, blow after blow, ten very powerful blows, uh, th- th- they're kind of strange, the blows that were selected. Uh, if, if, if I had to select um, you know, what a deity would do uh, to, to crush the enemy step by step, I don't think frogs or lice um, or, or boils would make it even onto the radar screen. Uh, locust, um, maybe, yes, maybe not. It's a strange hodgepodge, seemingly, of makos that Hashem selected. And uh, back then we spoke about the fact that the makos are really all perfectly correspond, correlate, all the Mephoshim talk about this, to the Asara Maimarim, with which Hashem created the world. So we've got the ten utterances with which Hashem created the world. We've got paralleling them, corresponding to them, the ten Makos, where Hashem undoes the some of the, basically the chains, the, the rules, the governing principles of those Asara Maimarim, with each one of the Tanmakas, un- undoes them, uh, to a certain level obviously, uh, to where anyone uh, subject to them will suffer, and that's, uh, if you remember, we spoke about the concept of why did the Klaus have to be saved from Akas Bechoros, if Hashem was just throwing Makos, lightning bolts at the midstream, so there's no need to save Klausov from Makos Bechoros, it shouldn't be targeted to us at the first place. The answer is no. Hashem is not simply displaying power over here. He's showing himself to be the creator of the world. And how does one show himself to be the creator of the world, a world that was created with the ten utterances, is by doing the ten Makos, which undo the ten utterances. And you know, if, if I can undo it, it means I'm the one that did it, so to speak. Right? If, I, if I have absolute mastery over the system in a way that I can control and manipulate the very rules with which it, it, it was created, that shows, uh, that, that, that shows that Hashem really is the creator of the entire thing. Uh, that's, that's what we spoke about back then. We, we, gave, we gave some examples. Obviously, the... Um, you know, starting with the you know, the first utterance was Barashas Baralukim, as the Gemara Roshona says. Barashas is the first utterance. Uh, the the that that corresponds to the Neshama of the the Bechor, the Bechor, the first ones the, who who died. The ten the tenth Maka. We're working back. So the first Maka of Dam is dealing with the last of the ten utterances working our way all the way back, where the tenth maka corresponds to the first of the ten utterances. Then the second utterance was Vayhior, let there be light, corresponding to that is the ninth maka of Choshech, uh, etc., etc. So, here Hashem really displayed Himself 
to be the Boreolam. So again, so with the, with the Makas, they're not simply um, Hashem showing, listen, I'm the biggest bully on the playground, I'm, I'm the toughest one around, so you better listen to me, irrespective of whether I am the Boreolam or not. That's not the point. I mean, you could beat the Egyptians into submission, even if, even if one is not the creator of the world, you know, if uh, Lahavdal, if, if if Zeus or one of his uh, other demigods were to come to Egypt and start throwing lightning bolts, I'm sure he could bring them to their knees as well, theoretically. But that wouldn't make it that it's morally obligatory and right to listen to him, to follow him, and and and, and to you know do his will. So here Hashem is. Demonstrate, no, I am the creator. And the way that I'm going to show it to you is by Maka after Maka, I'm going to show you that I'm in control of those very ten concepts that govern the entirety of the uh, of the creation. So then it turns out that the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is a Gilui on the Brias Olam. So then our question was, why does Hashem make it, d- d- describe Himself as the one who took us out of Mitzrayim, instead of describing Himself as the creator of the world? The answer is, He is describing Himself as the creator of the world. I mean, the one who took us out of Mitzrayim is the one that demonstrated Himself to be the creator of the world, which is much better than simply claiming to be the creator of the world, because if you claim to be the creator of the world, well, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Uh, you know, how do I know? But if I say, I'm the one who demonstrated, in I'm the one that demonstrated myself to be the creator of the world, that's, uh, that's a, a, a much greater revelation. That's, that's, you saw with your own eyes, you, Klaus, you saw with your own eyes that I am the creator of the world. That's, uh, in other words, what Hashem is saying. Okay, so uh, that would be that, that'll be uh, something for us to think about this Shabbos, and of course this is a beautiful way to understand the concept that we say every every week we make kiddush. We say that Shabbos is a zecher litzias mitzrayim. How's it a zecher litzias mitzrayim? Because like we we just explained, litzias mitzrayim is where Hashem demonstrated Himself to be the boreolim. So, as we, as we talk about Hashem creating the world, we of course right away say, and how do we know this? We know it from Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. That's where Hashem demonstrated Himself to be the Boreolum. Wishing you all a good Shabbos.